Welcome, dear listener, to another Geeking on Sportscast. As always, my name is Kieran. And once again, welcome by Alex. Thank you for being here. Let's go. <laughs> it's coming home. Let's go, indeed. It has been a truly fascinating group stage of the Euros. There's been a lot of fun, a lot of crazy games, a lot of poor uh, teams or teams that should be doing better than they are on paper. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Well, what can you say for the first three matches of each group? I mean, I think it's been quite entertaining. Uh, I'd say what's been interesting, I definitely think the, the group of death of, uh, of Group F has been absolutely phenomenal with uh, especially the ending, albeit um, a little bit anticlimactic for, for German fans. But uh, no, I think the Euros has been good. I think having 24 teams, you can definitely tell a little bit of the dilution of the tournament just with teams i don't want to berate anyone from northern macedonia but uh that's not probably a team that would have been in the euros when they had 16 and now with 24 um you kind of the more teams you have the more likely unexpected results happen so but i also think it's really entertaining and there's more drama than than there might have been otherwise um and obviously the group of f was just awesome so Yeah, I, I think it's been a pretty good Euros. It's been really nice to have fans in the stands, especially in Hungary, where um, I'm obviously have I'm half Hungarian, so have some roots there. But just been nice to see more fans, and it, it feels more like normal. And and that's what the Euros are about: is having the fans in and and having kind of supporting your nation uh, above all else. Else, so uh, yeah. It's it's also nice to see. I mean, of course, when you have more teams of twenty four instead of sixteen, it's gonna dilute the game. But there's having those extra teams is also really fun, uh, just to see other teams and a lot of big players play for smaller teams that you would never see in these tournaments if not for this grander, uh, you know, for the, this more for all these, uh, you know, greater group stage and whatnot. Um, but I would like to say for the uh, fan attendance. Um, I think La Liga just posted today that they're going to be going to regular fan attendance levels uh, for all the Spanish games. So, or well, well, La Liga the games. Yeah, part of me. I'm talking about the Euros. You're talking about the. Yeah, yeah this would be La Liga, Liga in Spain. Yeah, in the fall. So yeah. that that will that will be interesting because I don't think many uh, other well leagues are going to be following suit. I, I can't envision the German FA or the German government giving the go ahead for that. I can't envision the uh, UK government giving the go-ahead on that, but we shall see. Um, I, I'm a bit more optimistic, but but we're I'm not a scientist, but uh, I actually, perhaps not for the first half. Maybe maybe for the second half, if if COVID levels still remain low, and if people are still healthy and there aren't many. The biggest thing is vaccinations. How that goes, and anyway, we we don't have to get into the details, but it was really cool to see Hungary. I mean. That might be a bit less of vaccination and more just let's have a, a fun party. But uh, yeah, good on uh, that. I don't think Hungary is too big on the uh, COVID vaccines and yeah, so COVID situation. But anyways, it was nice to see, and hopefully that's kind of normal and we don't have to question it uh, sooner rather than later. But but we'll see. Alrighty, getting to the group stage a bit more. Um, 
Well, I'll give you my first, my my most favorite game of the tournament of the group stage so far was Germany for Portugal too. Now you said that it might be the same, so I'm not sure. You're giving the nod, so it might it's definitely the same then. Okay, well I'll let you get into the Germany for Portugal two game, but I want to talk about the Switzerland three Turkey one. I thought that game was so much fun to watch. It's just hectic chaos everywhere end-to-end action one team losing possession the other team counter-attacking um i thought shakiri i mean he's a luxury player when he's on his game he's on his game but when he's not then he's completely invisible but that day i would have i, I mean speaking of you know being on game i would say shakiri is a switzerland player like like he only plays well for switzerland i rarely see him playing well for club football I mean, it was it was like that at Byron. I can't I can't really envision. I can't see, or I can't remember a time where he was doing really well for uh, Liverpool, other than the you know one off game that he actually you know does his magic. I I, I thought la- last year when they won, or two years ago, I guess now, but when they won the league title, I thought he was pretty influential as a as a nice player to come off the bench and occasionally start. I thought he played decently well for them, but definitely this year he was he was disappointing yeah well he, he rarely featured at all yeah 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 that that switzerland turkey game that that was outside of the germany portugal that was my most favorite game of the tournament i was always at the edge of my seat i could not stand still uh my heart was racing just a lot of fun a lot of fun it could have easily been a 3-3 game if, if turkey took their chances but they squandered them yeah, just going on the Shakiri point, I think that's something that is great about international football because there's so much pride in it for for these players that you see guys that play at a pretty good level and maybe not even that consistently and they just show out for for their club and country and or even sometimes they they fold under the pressure because it's even more kind of um there's more pressure than it would be in a way compared to club football I just think of clearly a prime example is Gareth Bale who never really has shown in the past couple years his love for playing for club football but has absolutely balled out again when he's played for Wales right so there's what's that famous flag Wales Gulf Madrid yeah yeah exactly but I just think of that as kind of why you love the euros in a way just because there's some people that just absolutely have so much passion for it. And, um, and even, especially if he's an elite, you know, elite talent, like uh, Gareth Bale. Yeah. All right. Do you want to speak on the Germany for Portugal two game? Uh, well, I mean, you're the, we watched it together and you're the Germany fan. I just thought it was one of those games that kind of went, you know, the, the, the momentum kind of was always shifting and, the goals were, for the most part, even though there was a couple own goals, they were nice kind of setups and build-up plays. And um, basically until the Sanchez chance at the end of the game, um, when he missed, you kind of felt that might be the game that might have been their chance, and they and they missed it, um, unfortunately. The rocket on the post? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they score that, then it's 4-3. But I just think, you know, it's a high-scoring game. It's always fun in the Euros with all the passion. So I and, – and obviously – good teams with high level skill with Ronaldo and obviously the German players like Gundogan and stuff like that. So, yeah. And uh, I just thought it was a fun game and it, it was an important game and the group of death and it meant a lot. And 
it kind of was all over the place. So that's kind of what's a defines a, a fun game. <laughs> Indeed, it was, especially for me. Already, <laughs> which team underperformed the most in the tournament? I think we might have the same one here as well. I don't think so, but if if we do, I'd be surprised. Uh, I have France. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I'm actually surprised. <laughs> Even though they won the group and and had some nice goals and weren't necessarily horrible in any of their games, but just haven't looked convincing. I'm not necessarily surprised. I just say they're underperforming their skill, if that makes sense. Well, uh, given the amount of hype that was given to them coming into the tournament, you definitely would have expected more. Yeah, exactly. And they by far have the best roster in in the Euros. And in my they opinion... They have the best second and third and fourth teams as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just keep on going. Exactly. And, I mean, obviously, they beat they beat the Germans in a pretty tight game that Germany probably could have or should have deserved at least a result. Um, and then played Hungary. And that's obviously a hard environment, especially when there hasn't been fans forever. And now you're in the Lions Den in Budapest. But still they should have beat that Hungarian side and, and they performed pretty poorly. I, I'd say the Hungarians deserve that point and then play Portugal and Portugal really dominated the start of the game. And then there's that Mbappe penalty that really shouldn't have been a penalty <laughs> and that changes the game. And it's a bit different after that, but he's learning a lot from Neymar. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So anyways, I just, I just think they haven't looked great, but they haven't honestly looked the greatest under Deschamps. Even when they won the World Cup, I wouldn't say they were playing phenomenal football, but they're so uber talented that they kind of got away with it. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think they've underperformed. That's what makes me believe, or that's what, you know, the reason why they won and came on top of this group is because of that talent. Yeah. There is a hole in Didier Deschamps' tactics. I mean, they're clearly not firing on all cylinders. Uh, Benzema being brought into the team. I mean, it, it worked against Portugal. He got both goals. But there is something missing, and I, I don't have the answer for it. But there is something that's definitely missing, whether it be from moving the ball uh, from the defense to the midfield and the progression there is a bit slow or sloppy. Just something seems odd. The players are not performing to the extent that they could be. I'd say their back line hasn't looked great. And I'd also say their build-up play hasn't been great. It's kind of been a lot of balls in behind, which is good. They have Mbappe, who's that's his greatest asset of is the speed. And obviously Benzema is just a really great player and a stout kind of finisher and and, and center forward. But yeah, they haven't kind of looked like they build the possession very well with Pogba and Conte, haven't looked great together. Um, so yeah, it's just been an interesting performance for them, but I still think they could easily win the Euros. It's not, they have the talent. It's just, um, and clearly they came first in this group, albeit Germany should have beat Hungary and should have won the group mm. in my opinion. I'm thankful because I'd rather play Germany than France, albeit I'm not saying England's going to beat them, but yeah, it's just, it, they got out of a group of death and did want it and we'll, we'll see how they do going forward. I know a couple of players from that 2018 squad retired, such as Blaise Matuidi. I think he is a player that would have helped the balance in this French squad, and they're missing that. 
I don't think putting to, I don't think putting Rabio with Conte and Pogba is necessarily the best move. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was going to mention Griezmann, but Griezmann actually has been defending fairly well. He's been tracking back. Mm-hmm. They they kind of almost need a cam, don't you think? Like, in well, a, is, I think that's what Griezmann's doing. Yeah, but, I guess, but he's not. That's not. I wouldn't say that's his preferred role, don't you think? I think he's one of those players that can play all over the field. He can yeah. play like well, definitely not winger. He uh, tried winger for um, Barcelona, but that didn't really pan out so well. But yeah. when he's been put into different situations, he's been in uh, better form recently. Yeah. Already uh, moving on to which team has surprised you the most? I mean, I have I have two teams actually, yeah, so cool. I, I think we're gonna we're gonna be uh, we're gonna have similar results for one of them. I'm gonna say Hungary, given that they drew wow. two of their three games. Yeah, uh, I don't think anyone I don't think anyone expected them to draw games. I, I think for the most part, people were predicting that they were gonna lose all their three matches but that didn't happen they showed resilience they they got some goals they showed that they could somehow play on a counter which we didn't really see before i mean they were struggling against lower ranked teams and they weren't getting it done but they managed to get results against france and germany and although they did lose three nothing against portugal that game could have easily been they could have easily won it or at least got a result in that game i i think that when they they when their offside goal was disallowed, yeah, and I think unlucky, that killed their momentum. And then the unlucky Portugal goal, where it hits off a defender and goes into yeah. The um, no, I, I definitely, I, exactly. I definitely agree. I'd say for them, I, I I'd say I'm actually maybe not as surprised, mostly because of they had the fans. I think that's a huge bonus of having a a raucous place and. Uh, sorry, I have a phone going off in the background, but it just, I, I definitely think that they definitely played really well, but also they've done pretty well in the qualifiers. They tied Poland. They could have beat Poland. So I don't think they're as bad as they would have thought. And if you have home fans, it's such a huge kind of mm-hmm. push. And you could definitely see that in the two games in, in Budapest. And then you ride that momentum into Germany. So the game. So I'd say they, they definitely surprised, but I think in light of the fact that they have fans, maybe not as surprising. Mm-hmm. Also, Germany and Portugal and France haven't been the greatest throughout the Euros so far. So they all have kind of underperformed. So it it's surprising, but I don't think it's completely surprising. They didn't win a game. So that if they had won a game, then that might have been a bit more, in my opinion. But uh, what's your other team that surprised you? I- Denmark, given their resilience and given the circumstances that they were faced with, I mean, they, they had lost one nothing to Finland during that game where Ericsson went down. Um, I think the game after they drew, if I'm not mistaken. So everything depended on their last game to win or to, to actually, actually they, they, they lost their second game. They lost to uh, Belgium. Yeah, they lost both. So they're going into the third match, you know, match day three. They're oh zero points. They passed two games. The third game, this is a long shot. They have to make it, and they did. They yeah. somehow turned it around. They, they second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they somehow came. scored. Oh, I think it was five goals that game. Uh, I don't think it was that much. I'll check. 
but it might uh, have been, but it was it was a ridiculous or it was four one. It was four one. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. but just the fact that they were able to turn it around and do it for Ericsson and just the composure, the resilience that they have in their locker room. I think that we, we just can't neglect that. That is just so amazing that they're able to accomplish that. Yeah, and honestly, they have a pretty good squad. They have Hoiberg, obviously Christensen, um, Delaney, Breath Braithwaite, Poulsen. Like they have some good guys that obviously, you know, and obviously Schmeichel, but they're not a bad team. Uh and in that group, they definitely had the, the second most amount of talent other than Belgium. So good on them. For me, I, I kind of went a bit different. I went with Italy. Um, mm. Just the way they won. Um, I don't think they conceded a goal. I could be mistaken. Uh, uh, they did not. They scored yeah. seven, conceded zero. Exactly. So um, two, three nil wins and then a, a one nil win. And I just thought they played so solid and kind of more attractive football that, that this Italian team doesn't really isn't known for. They've always been known for that kind of tactical kind of, you know, get them on the counter, play super ultra defensive for that's basically what Italian football was known for forever, really. And with Mancini, they brought in some kind of younger players, more kind of attractive football and they've been successful and, um, the squad seems really tight knit and, uh, and it's good for them. Like that, that team didn't make it to, to the world cup in, in Russia and definitely look like a force. I don't know if they'll win the euros or really go that, that deep, but they should at least make the quarters and maybe even the semis or final. Yeah. I, I can They're see them draw there. If they were yeah. in England side, um, and we'll talk probably about semis that. definitely, but yeah, exactly. But they're, they're kind of, up against it but still good on them they 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 uh been really impressive and maybe they'll have a much even a, a stronger team in in qatar in, in like a year and a half from now so good on italy it'll be interesting they're definitely on the up end they're they're definitely climbing yeah i all right so tournament dark horse turkey did well they're abysmal they did so poorly this tournament but what happened to them i mean people were saying that they could be dark horse. They could be a favorite to win the tournament. So why did it turn around and why did it kind of like end up slapping them in the face? I, I'd say two things. I mean, I'm not no Turkey expert and obviously they have some pretty good players with the, I can't say his name, but uh, the one that went, just went from AC to enter. Ka, Ka, oh, Cal, Kalanoglu. Yeah. Kalanoglu. Kal, I can't pronounce his name. Kalanoglu. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously Soyuncu at Leicester and a couple others that obviously you know, but I yeah, just think they actually, center. yeah, they actually had a pretty hard group if you think about it. Um, Switzerland, that's always a solid team. Wales, who has obviously not the most talent, but they have game changers, especially with Bale and, and Ramsey, and obviously Italy. So, I, in a weird way, that was probably the second best group other than obviously Group F. So I think they got a bit unlucky on that part and you lose the first game and against a really good team. And then you, it's hard to get the confidence back. So I, I don't know. I don't really know what happened with them. Truthfully, I don't know that much, but um, this always kind of happens. There's a team you really think is going to do well. And then they just really, you yeah. know, uh, sink <laughs> and uh, don't swim and, and don't swim. So yeah, it's just uh, unfortunate, but 
Um, I would say just as kind of a, a mediating factor, I would say that their group probably was one of the hardest groups other than. than I'd the- say they're probably uh, weaker than group D. That's the English group. Uh, so England, Croatia, Czech Republic, Scotland. But yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a tough group. Yeah. Definitely a tough group to come out of. Yeah. I would say while I was watching the games, they looked poorly prepared for the matches. They their tactics were off. I, I really did not understand what was what they were going for, other than constant counterattacks or constant counterplays of some sort. Um, and at times it was very individualistic. You know, a player trying to dribble through three or four guys when you can't. I mean, he wasn't even getting past the first dude. So. Uh, to me, it just it wasn't a it wasn't a really strong team performance, and just their tactics in general were lacking. Um, I would say that this uh, this team was the youngest squad of the tournament oh. at age. I think it was uh, average age of 24, 25, so wow. still very young. They have a lot of talents on their bench um, that are rising up. So maybe in two three years, we'll see a, a, a rejuvenated. Uh, Turkish squad that that will be more impressive and more uh, how do I say they're going to dictate the game more and be able to show their quality in a way that they'll actually be able to progress Mm -hmm. and not you know lose three games in a row having scored one goal and having conceded eight which I think is pretty abysmal no, that's absolutely atrocious. Um, I'm just trying to find their World Cup qualifying group because I'm a bit curious of it. So give me a second. But no, that's uh, definitely kind of just an interesting little... Um, oh, they're actually leading their World Cup qualifying group right now. They should be able to at least come to the... They're with Netherlands and then a bunch of Norway, who's good with uh, obviously Holland and Odegaard, but uh, Montenegro, Latvia, but... They have a pretty favorable group to at least make the playoffs for for the yeah they they should come third place in that group. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, they they could fight for second. They could beat Norway. It would probably be between yeah. Norway for, but they're right now leading it. So may, who knows? Um, they're uh, ahead of the Dutch right now in that group. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, it'll uh, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. They beat they beat the Netherlands actually. So was that um, a two one game? Uh, four two. Four two. Yeah, so. I might not have watched that. Okay. Anyways, getting sticking sticking back to the pod, getting back on track. Um, I guess we'll we'll just touch quickly touch on the Ericsson incident. Uh, obviously, during the Danish uh, finished match, Ericsson mm-hmm. went down at around like the forty fourth minute. Um, he 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 died on the pitch, but they, you Five know, the heart stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, took took a while. It's heartbreaking, but amazing that he's all right now. He's he's out of the hospital. He's fine. But I, I do think they're going to be. Uh, he's going to have surgery, and he's going to have a some kind of not a pacer, but he's going to have something yeah. Like a, yeah. put in there. Um, just our our hearts with them, and hopefully we don't see anything else like this. Um, I, I think Jackson was mentioning that there was a player in the championship, I believe, that he was out for about like an hour and they did manage to bring him back to life. Yeah. I, I and, think those are about a Bolton player. I think that was, yeah. 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 Never played again. Familiar. And he was, I think our age, like about 23. So yeah. Who, who knows what happens? Uh, I'd, I'd be 
I'd be doubtful that he plays again, but who knows? Maybe yeah. with modern science, you you could. Um, I know a daily blind, uh, blind. I can't pronounce his name. The Dutch center back, um, Dutch center back, right back. Uh, he also had a heart issue, heart condition. So he took some time off from the game, but he did manage to come back. So I'm not sure if that's uh, what Erickson's going to pursue, but it it, it could be an option to play again. And he's healthy. He's I think 29 or 30, so he still could have a couple years in him, even if he took a year or two off. But uh, I would say there's some speculate. I think he hasn't got the COVID vaccine. Um, so again, just make sure you get co- uh, the COVID vaccine because that there has been symptoms to heart problems. So um, maybe not. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I just mean um, get your COVID vaccine anyways. That's my PSA uh, just in case. But uh, yeah, just really unfortunate. Again, I don't know what UEFA was doing by giving the Danish team, the option of either playing later that day or playing the next day. That's really stupid. No, no, no. Uh, they, they were, they had to play that game uh, that day, or they had to concede or they had to uh, lose the game three, nothing. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. Um, and they should have known better this. Yeah. So uh, I'd say again, UEFA really being great again. So <laughs> Yeah, it's unfortunate and, and really good on the players for coming and good on the Finnish players when they scored. They didn't really celebrate. So, um, and obviously those are two Nordic countries. I don't know if they're bordering each other. They might be. No, not, they're not. They're, they're not. not. But they're two Nordic countries. Definitely very familiar with one another. And, and you could definitely show with this fan support when I think it was one, Nor the Norwegian fans were singing christian and the other one would be erickson or whatever finish 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 yeah no no i just meant they were alternating i forget which which way but uh yeah no no, never mind (laughs) yeah the finnish and uh and uh norwegian fans the danish there you go there you go we're (laughs) singing the name alternating it so anyways it just great great um grateful that he survived and uh and also next time uh you know bbc or whoever had the feed don't show the family member crying on the pitch uh, and don't show the like 10 minutes of trying to yeah, bring him back to life. Yeah, like, we don't need to see that. Just go to, go to ads or something. Yeah. Do something else. Just do something else. Yeah, exactly. But uh, already. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. You want to mention one more thing or no, no, that was it. Yeah. Already. Uh, which group was the most interesting to watch? I think that's pretty obvious. I think it'd be, group f um i thought the ending of it was fantastic i mean i wasn't a neutral i definitely was cheering for hungry uh but i think i was a bit kind of realistic with it but uh just how it went from you know on the last day with germany losing to hungary at stages and tying and then losing and then tying it in the end and basically similar in in the portugal game how the the standing shifted and at one point, Portugal's out, then they're in, then Germany's out, then they're back in and all the ramifications. And the games might not have been the best on the eye, but it was just the drama was great. So, uh, yeah. um, and obviously it was probably the, the best, uh, you know, group just in, in, in terms of talent and, and stuff. And obviously Hungary really made it a, you know, made a name for themselves by, by playing so hard and so well for the talent they have. So good on them, of course. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, for the sake of this, I will also say Group A 
was very interesting for me to watch personally. Um, I was fully backing Switzerland. Well, not fully backing them. But whatever they scored, I was really excited for them. Uh, Turkey was always fun to watch, but uh, again, the poor results and there's they have so much potential. They could have done so much more, but they didn't. Wales was a little surprising to me. Um, I thought they were going to end up like bottom of the table, but they ended up second. Um, and of course, Italy. I, I knew I well, I didn't. Obviously, you can never know if a team will come out on first, but I had a hunch that they would come out on first or yeah. come out first of the group and they played really attractive football as you mentioned throughout the pod so I, I think that was also a very interesting group to watch and it was fairly even for the most part even though turkey got squashed and they, they uh, and, and the italians played really well right and yeah uh, so yeah i think i think it was a exciting group yeah all around it was fun now for me the worst group i mean there wasn't really a, a poor group to watch but I would say Group E for me was quite dull. Um, Spain, obviously, with the first two draws, nothing really happened. They had a lot of back passing. They never really progressed the ball. They never really looked on top of the game. I think people expected Poland to be an actual force, but when you look at the squad outside of, you know, Lewandowski, outside of Zelensky, outside of Chesney, and uh, Glicht, perhaps, I mean, Klitsch, uh, he plays for Leeds United. They have a couple of really good, well, I guess they have one uh, outstanding world-class players, and then they have a couple of solid players. Mm-hmm. But outside of those few players, they, they don't really have a great team. And although I think they, they definitely underperformed, they, they shouldn't have been as poor as they were uh, against Slovakia and Spain and Sweden. Um but then, I mean, obviously, Slovakia doesn't really have that much talent other than Hamzik, who is a shell of his former self. He's yeah. much older. Um, Derrida as well, he's much older. And they don't really have much of a team uh, beyond that other than Skriniar from in, in, Inter Milan. Uh, I mean, Sweden looked good, but beyond that, this this group in general was not the most interesting to watch. No. I I'd kind of I disagree slightly. I probably would have said Group C. The games might have been more exciting, but the quality was so much lower. I just thought yeah. that was the worst group in in, in uh, out of them all. And uh, I mean, Netherlands handled their business um, mostly convincingly, not not fully, but yeah, that's the kind of the group I'd say I was. I it was more I wasn't interested in watching the games. Yeah, um, uh, but. Uh, you, so, yeah. You're telling me you don't want to see Pandev play? Come on, man. You well, retired from international football. Only watch Northern Macedonia versus Germany. That that'll get that'll get me going. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So <laughs> well, moving on to other talking points around 16. Uh, we, we touched on Italy, we touched on France. Is this Dutch team a legitimate contender? I mean, they won their they won their first or they won their three games. They are going to be playing, if I'm not mistaken, they are playing Czech Republic. And Do you consider this team? Um, I'd say I'd say they are in the sense that if they were in the other side of the half, I'd say no. But they play the Czechs, who they should be quite convincingly, and then they play the winner of Denmark versus Wales. Now, could they lose to Denmark? Maybe, but they'd still be heavy favorites probably both of their matches and then you make mm. the semis and then you play England or Germany I doubt or I doubt they play Sweden or Ukraine but either way you're not probably playing the most convincing side 
So, and then you make the finals. And then if you're in the finals, anything can happen. Look at Portugal in, in 2016 when they got outplayed, but won the game. Right. So mm. uh, I think they do, but it's more byproduct of the, the draw that they've got that is incredibly favorable to them and they've been playing well. So it's a bit of both. So yeah, I'd say they are, but it's kind of more in the chance of I'm, I'm most likely whoever they play in the final, they're going to be heavy underdogs against mm. um, or considerable underdogs. So uh, I'd say they have a chance to win the, the euros. So that means they're a contender, but do I think they're going to win it? I don't think so. Mm. I agree. I think definitely this this the side of the uh, round of sixteen that they're on, they're definitely in a more favorable matchup. Um, especially in their end, they should be making the semifinals without. In it, well, I mean, the, they'll run into some issues, I'm sure, but they are definitely the favored team on yeah. that half of the uh, uh, round of sixteen side. Yeah. Um, already, this Croatia team. Obviously, they're still putting up a fight. They they made it to the round of sixteen uh, on a thirty six year old Mudrich with no Rakitic and no Mandzukic. What do you make of the squad? Uh, they they definitely look old. <laughs> they <laughs> they don't look nearly as good as they did in eighteen, and that's no surprise. Most of their players, obviously, you mentioned Rakitic and Mandzukic, that are out, but Modric is what thirty six, and Perisic is, I think. 32 or something uh, i mean kovacic is kind of in his prime but uh yeah they're, they're a good team but i wouldn't say they're they're that good and um yeah i think they do have a chance against spain i don't think spain spain has not been convincing they obviously came second in their group behind sweden so that five nothing uh, victory or six nothing victory do you, do you think they'll uh matter or change how they play uh, I don't think so. Um, I, I just think it's going to be uh, a probably close game. Obviously, Spain will have the possession. But with Modric, he's probably the best player on the pitch. And they're still good enough. They have the experience. And a lot of the Spanish teams quite young with Pedri and all, a lot of kind of even Laporte. Like we just Garcia. Started. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of like croatia a little bit more and we'll do our predictions later but um just because of their experience so do i think they could win this and put up a fight against france who hasn't looked great in the quarters probably they, they definitely could now i don't really see them going that far in this tournament um if this was the same squad of 18 then i definitely think um they'd have a better chance but at this point i i doubt it mm. Already getting on to our predictions. Uh, do you want to start off with the uh, Belgium Portugal? Yeah, I think this will be probably one of the most fun games in the round of sixteen. Obviously, Portugal survived the group of death and, and came in, in third. And obviously, Belgium's just been playing really fantastic. Uh, albeit, I wouldn't say the strongest group. So, I definitely like Belgium, but Portugal. Obviously, they have game winners with uh, Ronaldo and. Silva and if they put in Fernandez, he could like he's played pretty atrocious, but he always has kind of a worldy in him. So yeah, I think it'll be a really good game. I still like Belgium, especially with De Bruyne back in ha- both hazards, but obviously um Eden. 
they're just a solid team. This is kind of they're all mostly in their prime. This Belgian team. Um, well, this is their. I mean, next World Cup. That's the end of their golden generation. Exactly. So, I think this is kind of the the make or break for this the, for the squad. And uh, yeah, I I mean, Portugal has from the last Euros shows you, you they can play a pragmatic game of football and win games because they do have those game breakers. So, um, I still like Belgium. Just Portugal did not look that great in the group stage um really looked like they could be had at and with regards to belgium they've looked fantastic so um i think belgium's the team i'm gonna pick them but uh it'll definitely be a fun game and uh and portugal can definitely win i have belgium winning this game see the two there's two ways i see this game going one is going to be a low scoring 2-1 game or it's going to be a high scoring four to three or four, two or something like that. So I put down two, one for Belgium, but I think it's going to go either way. Um, I think Belgium's going to take it regardless, but I think it's going to be either a high scoring affair or a relatively, you know, relatively quiet uh, game in the sense of, you know, one major power will cancel out the other major power. No, for sure. I I think, I, I would add that I just think if Belgium gets like that first goal, I could kind of see them running away with it a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think that's a, a smart pick. All right. Italy, Austria. What do you have? Definitely Italy. Uh, Austria probably came out of the worst group and have not looked that good, even though they, they won two out of their three games. Um so yeah, and Italy's looked so good. I, I just I, I'd be surprised. The only way I see Austria winning is they nick a they nick a goal, it's one one, goes to pens, and then they win in pens. I, I don't really see another way for them. So I definitely pick Italy. Alrighty. I have a three one victory for Italy. I think it's gonna be a fairly convincing game for Italy overall. Uh, maybe an a la boom. <laughs> uh free kick from Alaba, but uh we'll 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 see. All right, France, Switzerland. Who do you have? Uh I love lifestyle videos, so I'm gonna go with France. Uh I think ah, Benzema, Karim Benzema shout out. Benzema has a hattie for David Amar, our good friend. Uh no, I, I well, I pick France. I would say though, Switzerland, they haven't looked great defensively, but um which They're is not terrible. Of- which which has kind of normally been their calling card. Uh, but, you know, who knows? But I, I definitely think France will probably win this quite convincingly. Um, but uh, we'll have to see. I do think Switzerland, if they can – they have enough talent to keep themselves in the game and play defensive and, again, either win a game one nothing or or go to pens. Um, yeah. I see it as a very – very dominant two nothing victory for France. Okay. I don't think they're going to give up many opportunities. I think they're going to just keep the ball. Uh, but I do think Switzerland can stay back and somewhat defend. Yeah. Although we did see them get torn apart by Italy. That's why, yeah, lost that's, that's why I really like France in this. Yeah. 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 Already Croatia versus Spain. I put it as a Croatia two one victory. Uh, I think Modric, I think Kovacic, I think Perisic, I think Kramaric. You know, they're, they're going to get it done. They're going to get it done. You know, Dijon Lovren, 
the best center back in the world, according to himself, <laughs> they're gonna get it done. They're gonna get it done. That's interesting. I, I, I'm gonna. I was gonna pick Croatia, but I'm just gonna go to just be a bit controversial or not or contradict you. I'll say Spain, um, just because they have more talent. I don't know where this game's being played. I'm gonna check right now. Um, it's in Copenhagen, so it's not really. There's no. Uh, it's not. It's a neutral venue, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Spain just because I think they'll have more talent and Croatia wasn't that convincing in the group stage. So I kind of like Spain a little bit more, albeit they weren't that convincing other than their their last win against Slovakia. But uh, maybe they take that into the, the next game. But I think this is pretty a pretty big toss-up, truthfully. Um, mm. It's kind of experience versus talent and youth and possession, right? Um, yeah. Albeit Modric gives you a lot of possession. Well, yeah, I, I would agree. Although they, it's harder for them to keep it and yeah. maintain the the flow of play. Yeah. Alrighty, Sweden versus Ukraine. I have Sweden taking this one nothing. I can't envision this being a high scoring affair. Um, neither of these teams are really. Neither of these teams really have that goal scoring player on their team. I mean. Yeah, Isaac's good and Kulievsky is good. Um, Ukraine has Yarmolenko, but no, no one really screams. No one, not no one on either of those teams really scream. You know, two more than two or three goals in that game. Yeah, uh, I truthfully don't know much about these two teams, but I'm just gonna go with Sweden because they look better in the group stage. So, uh, and they won the group. I I think this they have is a better probably, team on paper. They I, they have the they definitely do. I will say this is probably definitely the least interesting matchup in the round of 16. So, uh, yeah. So I feel bad for UEFA because I'm not watching that game. But uh, uh, you're not the target audience, so don't worry. No, I'm not. I'm not Swedish or Ukrainian. Um, <laughs> Already, Germany versus Ukraine. Who do you have? Or sorry, Germany versus England. What am I saying? Uh, I'm already saying it's Germany going through. Uh, definitely the English, but uh, we could always flop. Uh, we have not looked very good. Um, yeah. Albeit the Germans haven't either, other than the four-two game. Well, actually, they played well in the first two games. Truthfully, yeah. Um, I I just think England has a bit more um, pizzazz, a bit more talent. I'd say. Also, they've looked pretty decent defensively, and that's the one thing is that if you don't give up any goals, you're only you only need one. Albeit this will be their toughest st- test, in my opinion. Uh, but I think England. Well, they won their group having scored two goals. Exactly. So uh, I don't know if that's saying much. No, it's not. Uh, it's not at all. But they also c- kept clean sheets. So that's true. Um, I think. I think I'll be worried if Germany scores the first goal. But uh, but I, I do like England, and and uh, I think they'll probably we'll we'll see the formation and. I think if I'm England, I'd play a bit more attacking just because I don't really see Germany having the ball as much. I think it'll be a bit more kind of – I mean, I don't think we'll have it like 66-33 or anything, but I think we – talent. will control more of the pace. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think they should play a bit more offensive because this German backline look, definitely looks like it could be had at. So, um, yeah, but Southgate could flop. And uh, I think Lowe is like the best manager ever, so – 
um, is formidable. I like your sarcasm there, buddy. <laughs> All righty. I have Germany win this 2-1 against England. Um, I would say Lowe's tactics are very well known. He's using a 3-4-3. I don't think he's going to change anything. <laughs> so the second you figure out how to play against that, like the Hungarians did, you're going to beat Germany. Because yeah. uh, they don't have anything other than that right now going for them. Um, I think I don't think they would have won as dominantly as they did against Portugal had the Portuguese manager understood, okay, Semedo, play a bit further out, <laughs> cover your wing back. Yeah. Um, so if not for that, I think it would have been a different Germany versus Portugal game. But yeah. if the English don't realize the German tactics, I definitely could see Germany winning this game. Um, already, the Netherlands versus Czech Republic. I definitely picked the Dutch. Uh, the Czechs, even though they beat Scotland, did not look very convincing um, against English. The English, they didn't look that great. We just didn't play that great either. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd pick uh, the Dutch all day. Um, albeit Suchek and a couple other guys are, are decent players. Obviously, Suchek, I think, is a very good player. But, um, yeah, I don't think it'll be that close. I'd say, like, 3-1, <laughs> 3-0. Uh, I have a 3-2 victory for the Netherlands. Oh, wow. Okay. I see this Czech Republic. They have some good players. They have some decent players. But I would say they work better as a team. They're not so individually minded. And Mm -hmm. I think that could work in their favor against this Dutch team. Definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I don't see the Czech Republic winning this game at all. Um, I'm just going to predict a 3-2 scoreline for the Netherlands. That would be a fun game. So hopefully it's like It will be. Already Denmark, Wales. Who do you see going through? I, I'm gonna pick Wales. I, oh. I know I'm going a bit off, but uh, I am Welsh, so I'm a bit biased. But uh, like you're English, uh, you're Welsh, you're Hungarian. I'm you're not like me Scottish. now. I'm not Scottish. I, I'm trying to convert Che Adams, like be like him, where he's English, but like a yeah. Anyways, I'm not Scottish, but uh, I am Irish and Welsh and English. Um, I'm a Roberts. And uh, that's a shout out to my buddy Dan Roberts. Uh, so, yeah, I just I, I'd say Wales over Denmark, pretty um, in a very tight game. I just kind of like Wales in these tournaments. They did make the Euro semifinals uh, in '16, so um, a little gonna... bit of a bail magic. Yeah, and uh, they performed pretty well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to them. Albeit, I think Denmark has the better squad, even without Christensen. Uh, Christensen. Erickson, sorry. Um, there is a Christian. You know, in my house, he is known as Chris Jensen. Chris Jensen. Isn't that a hockey player? I have no um, idea, but someone no, in my house Jensen. said Chris That's Jensen. Danish hockey player. Anyways, not the point. Mm. Yeah. Alrighty. I have Denmark winning this convincingly 2-0 victory over Wales. Uh, I think their talent's going to pull through. I think their pace of game and their ability to control the game, the tempo, uh, will work in their favor. Uh, Wales does have the ability to counterattack, but I think Denmark Dan James, will be able baby. To pull it through. Dan James it Patrick, I'm calling it. Dan James Patrick, the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, that'll be. I mean, hey, if you get that right, I'll I'll buy you an ice cream. Like, Thank, you. Thank you. There you go. Give me that blizzard. <laughs> mm, yummy, yummy. Anyways, 
Alrighty, that is it for our predictions. And that is also it for the Euro 2016 or 2016, 2021, because it's not 2020, uh, group stage. And we'll be back for the, uh, I guess we'll be back for the quarterfinals and semifinals. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, till then, listener, take care. Thank you.